Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Daily Drop-In Morning Show. It is Monday, December 20th, which just sounds really, really late in December. We're just saying uh, we get to be live every single morning, Monday through Friday, here on the Teach Better team to welcome you into starting your day off strong. A lot of us still have students this week. Some of us have already begun winter break. So we are excited to remind you that we are here every single day, even through winter break, to kick off your morning. If you're joining us live, feel free, please feel free to be active in the comments. Otherwise, if you're catching this after the fact, we are proud of you for sleeping in and really appreciate all that you do, especially as you're hopefully taking some safe time with family. We have a lot that we're going to get into this week, including a brand new theme. So go fill up your coffee if you're here with us live, and let's get started. Morning, good morning. We are changing it up on Monday, December 20th. The one and only Katie Miglin in the house. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. I know. Isn't it crazy that there's a mix of, of family and friends going on right now? There's a lot of people in our network that started winter break, and a lot of people are in our network that are headed into school today, ready to hang out with students. I mean, mm -hmm. this is this is a good Monday to be live with us, Katie. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely the mix. You know, we've got some people who in a couple weeks are still going to be on break while people like me will be headed back to the classroom. So, you know, I think you just live it up no matter what. I, I know a lot of people are doing spirit week, which I live for a good spirit week. So those of you who are getting your antlers on, your ugly sweaters, you know, have a great day. It's going to be awesome. I do have to say, Katie, I just realized I really wish that we had prepared to like open another tab and bring open the pictures of what you wore all of last week. We could have done like a Monday through Friday little thing. That would have been so funny. I I honestly don't know that I would have gotten through without that spirit week. It was every morning I was like, what ridiculous thing am I putting on today? And I, yeah, the kids loved it. You know, I teach middle school, so they weren't as into it, but I didn't care. I was in it and that's all that matters. Can, I mean, really, right? can you have a bad day if you have earrings that look like Christmas lights that are bleeping or blinking, whatever, all day? Can you really have a bad day? I really liked your glasses. You can't have a bad day when you have red, sparkly, circular glasses with Santa on them. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. That's 100% that's accurate, yeah. Morning to everybody in the comments. It's so good to see all of you waking up early and spending daily dropping with us. Shout out to Holly and especially Alec. Alex is saying that he, this is like he can actually tune in this morning because I assume he's not at school or at least working with students. So he officially is here making our live discussion. So good to see all of you. Good morning, Alex. So Live it Katie, up, buddy. First day break. I know, right? Crazy. Katie, mm -hmm. you're taking the one and only Jeff Gargas's time slot. Did you have to fight him really hard to, to get this exclusive invitation? I mean, how did I that did. Go? I did. There was, you know, it was kind of a knockout um, fight. There was first start with laughing and then there was crying and, you know, some sweat. But otherwise it was no, he's just sick. 
So yeah. sorry, I'm your default, people. I'm just your default. Well, we do want to wish Jeff Gargas and all of his family a wonderful, wonderful, healthy Monday. Yeah. Um, I think he just didn't want to wake up to an alarm. That's kind of what I think. Like, I think he's, you know, we, and this is probably bad to say, but I think he's like boy sick where he's like, please don't make me wake up in the morning. I wonder if Katie Miglin will go live. That could be, that could very well be. I mean, his message did sound kind of sad and pathetic, but. Mm -hmm. But does don't all his messages sound that way? <laughs> and um, sorry, Jeff, if you're watching this, yeah, he is. You know, there's there is a thing. I think it's called boy sickness. Yeah. We deal with it in our house sometimes too. So, you know, that could be a thing. But either way, Jeff, I hope you're sleeping or drinking a hot cup of tea mm -hmm. or doing all the things while I get to spend my morning with Ray. So oh. I think I walked away the winner. Well, I appreciate you lying to everybody about that. I'm really glad you're here too. <laughs> Holly says that she's headed off to school today. She said Wednesday is her last day with students. Ooh. So I know a lot of our Teach Better community still yeah. has students Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We do have a new topic this week. I promise there'll be some sort of value. Good morning, Andrea, who's commenting as well. Katie, usually at the beginning, though, we go through like, how's your weekend? All that good stuff. So you had Spirit Week all last week. Yeah. Then you had a weekend. I have no idea what your plans were this weekend, except I logged into Instagram this morning and I saw the cutest stinking photo of you and your family. So how was your weekend? It was good. You know, it was first week of break. And so we um, had, I felt like kind of a busy weekend. We had a holiday party and our church actually does a big candlelight service the weekend before. So we were able to celebrate with that and it was really nice. We did our first round of uh, Christmas celebrations yesterday. We celebrated with my father-in-law, so that was nice. Um, and we had two kids that were asleep by seven last night because they crashed on the couch. So cheers to that. Yes. Cheers, everyone, to tiring your kids out so that they go to sleep early for all of you. How was your weekend, though? You had a visitor. I did. Yes, my yes. sister is officially back from Scotland. My sister, my brother-in-law, officially home from Scotland. They've lived there for, for years and they are just in town visiting for the holiday season. They've not been in town for the last 12 months. So it was really, really nice to see everybody. I do have to say, I love seeing Mike and Dana. Um, they're incredible people. We keep up pretty well over the year. It's not like this, you know, it's not like we haven't talked to them in six months. But it's almost kind of anticlimactic because it's like we immediately pick up where we left off. Like yeah. if you told me that we saw them last month, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, the only shocker is that my sister is very blonde. So yes. I don't know the picture, but she's like Katie Miglin blonde. She is. I thought it was so cute, though. Oh, my God. She looks so good. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, so you've got quite the lineup, though, of the next couple weeks with them. It's like the the nonstop. Like, Ray Hewer is going to be busy. You know when you have a sibling or you yourself are in college and you go back to home, it's like everything revolves around you because you're home for a short period of time? My sister mm -hmm. and brother-in-law are, are well out of college. They, they are off doing incredible things in their professional careers. But when they come home, it's like the world stops. Every night is something having to do with family and obviously being safe and everything else. So it's been, it's been good for sure. Sorry. I have a small human that just woke up that decided to join us. They want to spend time with you. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, good morning. 
Sorry, this Stella is used to coming to get mom in the morning and she's not used to yeah. having mom busy. So I love it. Morning, Stella. <laughs> I want to um, comment. I want to comment while you uh, wish Stella a good morning. There's a lot of comments in here that are worth discussing. Joe is saying, nothing like starting my day with Ray, Katie, coffee, and Home Depot. Anybody? Anybody? I mean, I really like Home Depot, and I really like Home Depot early in the morning because nobody is there. Sure, but we want to hear, Joe, like, what right. are you doing at Home Depot? Like... Like, I hope it's something fun. I hope it's not like, oh, we have to like fix a toilet or a shower. I hope it's like, we're going to redo this. Yes. Inquiring so, minds want to know, Joe, please tell us. Well, we need, we need an explanation for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that'd be good. So Katie, yeah. you are officially on break though. Like your yeah. school ended on Friday. You have the next two weeks off and you go back the third. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Okay. So yeah. I know there's everybody on the planet is eager to be very, very safe over the holidays. Um, wanting to make sure that we recognize that there is still a lot out there that we need to be doing to be safe with everybody that we're with. But are you able to see some family over the next few weeks to celebrate the Christmas holiday? Yeah, you know, it's it is a little nerve wracking, um, but we're we're going to make the best and safest choices that we know how. But we are going to see some family that we haven't seen in a long time. Um, some family won't be able to make it, but there will be enough of us. My mom is one of eight. So our family gatherings are big. So when I say there will be some, there's, that's like 30, 40 people. So, you know, it's still a big number. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so I'm excited to have that. And obviously just rest. We have like hardly anything planned this mm -hmm. break, which will be great just to enjoy the small humans like Stella mm -hmm. this morning. Um, but just be able to relax. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'm super excited. Okay, Joe gave us an update. Yes, he said he has a bathroom remodel going on. There we go. Hey, uh, we want pics when it's finished. And if you have any time, I mean, I'm sure that there are more bathrooms to be remodeled if you're looking in the Teach Better community and you are looking for a side gig. I'm just saying, Joe. That'd be good. Good luck, Joe. I hope you've got like strong coffee, maybe like something stronger for this afternoon. Like remodel projects are not that fun. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that's like something that you don't enjoy while it's happening, but really appreciate after the fact, but winter break, when you're talking about not necessarily having big plans, winter break's a great time to do kind of like that house mm -hmm. reset. I don't know that I'd take on a huge project, like remodeling the, the bathroom, but small paint projects, small, yeah. you know, like small little things. So that at the start of the year, headed back to school, you kind of like have that refresh. You're all ready. The new year is yeah. going to be a big one. I feel like this year ready for 2022. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. There's a few things I always do every winter break. I always food prep. I always, you know, get just some things ready in the freezer. I try to like deep clean the house just because, you know, every start of a semester, it's a little chaotic. And so I kind of try to set myself up for success, if you will, just so that those first, you know, few weeks or months go a little smoother. That's always my goal. <laughs> Well, I just want everyone to know that if nobody has plans today, understanding that some of you are, are still in the classroom today, so we understand we will do this again, so don't be too upset, but I am cookie decorating today, and those are my big, huge, massive plans. Um, even the little girl that was on screen a few minutes ago, I'll be cookie decorating with her later this afternoon, and when people ask what my highlight of my, of my winter break is, 
Yes, it is seeing my sister, but actually it's cookie decorating with your children. Just so you know. Yes, we are very excited. I think I've heard at least once a day for the last week is today cookie decorating day with Miss Ray. Well, that's weird. I've been asking that all week. <laughs> Yes, we are prepped. I'm going to make the frosting right after we get off here. And Can we discuss, no, right. though, it was a really big deal choosing what cookies shape to decorate. So here's what I need our friends and family to do as we're live on Daily Drop-In. We will get into segments. We do have educational discussions to have, celebrations and articles. Here's what I need for all of you, especially we've gotten some good active comments this morning. You guys know we love that. Good morning to Brad Hughes that just popped in as well. If you could pick one shape. What would it be as your cookie shape of choice for cookie decorating, knowing that you have two or three young kids that will be cookie decorating? Obviously, I'm incredibly invested in this project. There'll be some adults there. What would be your cookie shape of choice? Type that in. We want to know. Because, Katie, that was that was a Tuesday festivity. We all hopped on to Zoom to choose the cookie shape. And I also kind of want to hear what color of frosting would be your number one, because that was also a really long conversation, like awkwardly long, like longer than needed. Really just setting up everything for today. I felt like there was a lot of mental prep. Wait, you're saying that choosing the cookie shape and choosing the frosting color wasn't supposed to take two and a half hours? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I guess in my head, I thought this will be simple, but then... There's so many options. Here's the thing. You guys really have no idea. You're just going to show up and I'm going to have like these colors. And I'm not the best at making the colors in frosting anyway. So you're going to be like, why do we have turquoise? I'm going to say, well, that's, that's our green for our tree, obviously. So. Well, hold on. Hold on. Alex is like really changing it up. We did not even expect this. He's saying he wants random shapes to foster creativity. Alex, respectfully, and I say this out of love. Do you know us at all? There's no, no, that is a stressful, that would be, that would be stressful. Alex, we need you to narrow it down. I, now to be fair, I did cut them out yesterday and this is how specific and focused I am. I made sure that there were equal numbers of each of the shapes because I thought, well, what if every person wants one of all the shapes or what if everyone wants two it got towards the end. I don't even know what happened, but in the beginning, I was very focused on that. Yes. You right here. I want to be clear. I thought we were buying the, the cookies. The fact that you made cookies <laughs> for this, I think is so Susie homemaker. I'm so proud of you. But if you, there's a, there's a, there's a good handful of us coming today. So mm -hmm. if you made one of every shape or two of every shape, that is an enormous amount of cookies. Like it is seven dozen, seven dozen cookies. You made seven dozen sugar cookies for us, meaning us as in the three kids and then adults that are going to be there. This is not like we have 12 kids coming and, you know, like a parent representative. No. We have three young humans and then all adults. And you made seven dozen cookies. Okay. Okay, to be fair, I the recipe that I was making, I couldn't remember how many it made. So I was like, I'll just double it. Everybody likes sugar cookies. They freeze well. It will be fine. But here, this is funny you say this because literally my husband, as I was like put, boxing them up, he's like, 
what's your plan when the kids lose interest after like two cookies and you have all these cookies that you have to decorate? I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So worst case scenario, we just don't decorate them all. Can you freeze them? Like, will cookies freeze them? Okay. Absolutely. And that's why I did it. Cause I was like, at the end of the day, we'll just box up freeze. It'll be fine. Because think of it. Cause you had some Christmas tree cutouts, like of the, yeah. of the tree mm-hmm. itself. You could decorate that right now for the holidays with ornaments and tinsel and mm-hmm. all the, the things that I don't know the names of. And then if you do it in the summer, it could just be a, a festive tree. And then you could decorate that in the fall and the, the, oh, the leaves won't change. Cause it's Christmas tree. This is the bad idea. I don't know. <laughs> I could do all those things. I'm going to guess, though, between all of us and our kids, that there isn't going to need to be a lot frozen because I'm going to guess we're also going to probably eat a couple. I just think it's so sweet that you keep saying between all of us and our kids. Guys, there are three kids, like first grade and kindergarten, and then it's all adult age kids. Like Cassidy, 21, Simon's in high school. Like there's this gap of like people that are – closer to being old too old to be old and then like three young kids are you inviting other kids that I don't know I did invite a daycare just kidding that makes so much more sense now now I feel like we have enough cookies no it'll be okay you know it because you gotta have you gotta leave room for people to mess up and I mean I feel like in maybe like seven hours when we're doing this, you're going to be like, hey, remember when you said this will be fine and we have five dozen cookies that haven't been touched? Then we can like discuss this again. But for right now, it's 6 a.m. our time. I'm going to say cheers. It's going to be a great cookie decorating day. And if any of you are looking to decorate cookies, you're officially invited because you know we have enough supplies. So don't be worried about it. Really, between the cookies and the wine... Do you think we're going to have a bad day? No. No, it's going to be a great day with an enormous amount of naked cookies. It's going to be great. <laughs> okay, wait. Well, you continue to refer to them as naked cookies. They're naked cookies. For all of you, good morning. We're thrilled that we could bring you some naked cookie drama at mm-hmm. 618 or 718, depending on your time zone. Yep. We do have some good news stories and some holidays that I know we need to get to. So mm-hmm. hang on to your naked cookies and we'll be right back. Good morning, everyone. Alex in the comments saying, wait, you have a high schooler there? You'll be fine. I agree, except Simon is like athletic and like, I just feel like he's not going to sit there and eat enormous amount of cookies because he'll make the argument that will like affect his soccer game or something, you know? Like, yeah, he's like probably the healthiest one out of everybody that's going to be there. I'm pretty sure his favorite food is salad, if that tells you anything. So. I know, because he's, like, built and, like, focused on, like, his soccer career. I don't think he's going to load up on sugar cookies, but I'm all I'm game for it. Um, there is a question here that says, what's the over-under on how many naked cookies are consumed instead of decorated? I have to say, Joe, I'm with you. I love the decorating part, but I, I don't think I need to eat the frosting. Like, I don't really like that part. It gets in your teeth, you know? It does. Like, it dyes your mouth colors. It's true. I can leave some white frosting so that you don't have to worry about that. But um, I don't know. I tried them yesterday, and I felt like they were kind of anticlimactic without the frosting. So we'll see. We'll see. We're going to see. Hang on to your naked cookies is for sure going to be the title of this episode. And honestly, I think it should be your life motto for the next two weeks. If you're, you know, on break and just 
Yeah. Shout out to everybody hanging on to their naked cookies. I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. um, Katie, we have a good news segment that I know that you're aware of happens, but I have a feeling that you don't know all the holidays that are that could be celebrated today. One of them, I think you're going to be so pleasantly surprised about. So are you ready to get into some holidays? Obviously, let's do this. All right. So for all these celebrating holidays, we're going to mix it up. There are not only holidays that are appropriate for us to bring to our students and to use as attention getters or or relationship builders at school, but there are also some holidays that if you're not in school might be something that you want to choose to celebrate or after school, you might want to choose to celebrate that are worth mentioning. So it is Monday, December 20th. It is National Sangria Day. So for those of you looking for a great, wonderful glass of sangria, today is the day. Normally, I don't know that I'd be encouraging you all to celebrate that, but if you're on break, fair game is kind of my mindset. Yeah. It's like, you know, a glorified juice. It is, but it's juice with alcohol typically. So make sure you drink responsibly. That's kind of, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Disclaimer. Uh, Absolutely. It is also, and this goes along with our day today, Katie, it is world game day. Isn't that amazing? I'm so glad we're going to celebrate it. That is our plan today. We planned on decorating sugar cookies with the kids and, and like having some board games, some games that we were going to play. Today is World Game Day. Look at us. We are like so ready to take on this day. It's going to be so good. I am. I don't know what games everybody would choose to play, but I would love to see in the comments, especially since the one and only Chad Orshowski is awake and commenting this morning. I would love to have you all like type in if you could pick one game and we're thinking like family game, yeah. like you're getting board games out, card games. What's the one game you would recommend playing if you got to choose any game? Because With a group. Not like with one other person. Like, don't be putting guess who in the comments. That's not. Oh, oh, see, I was going to ask, is there a person limit? Because I really like Othello, but that's only two people. Well, what are you going to do? Like, go, you and Harper are going to go into the other room and play by yourself? I mean, I Harper is one of my favorite kids in the group. So <laughs> I might go pick Harper and do Othello, yeah. I mean, I was thinking maybe we could stay as a group. But sure, I guess, I guess just drop any game in the comments and we'll, well see. But- but now you're clarifying, like, if there were, there's a difference between a game that 20 people can play versus five. So we're just Okay, yeah, I was thinking, like, yeah, like five, like a medium amount, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, medium amount. I feel like Brad Hughes will have a good game. I feel like I have a picture of what Brad Hughes' family is like, and I picture Amazing. them all sitting around a big wooden table with games and, like, hot chocolate, and I feel like that's a, that's a family that knows how to play a game. Oh, for sure. Also, can we just comment on brad's comment because it's i'm really having a hard time not laughing about it it says please just the bare minimum on those naked cookies if you're just tuning in naked cookies were appropriate up until the last five minutes but now it's just funny and it's a monday come on people need some ridiculous yeah even if you're heading into school naked cookies are, are good to laugh at bright and early i don't know this game do you know this game no i don't know this game yeah, Alex, we want to know more. Tell us more about this game. Car, okay, I don't know how to pronounce it. Caryuba? Car- yeah. I don't know. Here we go. Uh, Nikki, I agree. Kalua Monopoly is a classic to be able to play on National Game Day. That's true. That's yeah. true. Those are good ones. Yep. Recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am upset that you took Guess Who out of the mix because there were some funny guess who adaptations I was learning about on TikTok the other day. And just think you're missing out on the happiness of life. That's all I'm saying. 
I mean, I do love a good guess too. I just don't think it's appropriate when you have multiple people looking to play a game, but you know. What if it was like girls against boys or like kids against adults? Just saying. You could, you could. There's, I think there's room for argument. Lori is bringing in like, like education games via family. What a good idea. There are so many games we play with our students. Why wouldn't you play that at home with family too? Like, look it. Okay. Can we also say in relation to this, that, you know, last year, a lot of people were still home. Like I know we didn't celebrate the holidays. A lot of people celebrated holidays with their immediate family. And I felt like people got super creative and were, you know, like we did a family Christmas via zoom. We all played games. Like let's bring some of those back. Even if you're all in the same room, why, why can't it be fun? They were all fun when we were hundreds of miles apart. Don't you think they'd be funnier being together where you're not like awkwardly interrupting each other on a Zoom call? Like, I think there's some something to be said about a lot of those virtual games we played last year. Yes. There were a lot of also like Jeopardies and like all like yes. those games that people that like created for the actual Zoom call to celebrate the holidays or the new year. Mm -hmm. I, I like the idea of bringing all that back. We used to, back in the day, we had a Jeopardy game on Do You Know the Teach Better team? And I don't know if you were here when we played it, Whoa. but, but I will tell you the teach player team has grown so much since that Jeopardy game was created. I don't know if Chad's still listening, but Chad could tell you there was a lot of like OG questions. Like, do you know the original story of the teach better team or like people on the teach better team? And now I think we have to make a new game to see because there's like 22, 24 people on the team now. So we need to kind of fold in some, some new fun facts. Yeah, you'd almost have to, like, have categories of, like, people hired in the last six months, people who are OGs, like, maybe Ray has her own column, you know, I feel like. Ray um, does not need her own column. Like, some fun facts of Ray, do you know my dog's names? Like, that would be the only fun fact. Like, oh, I think we could get some better facts than that, but yeah, like, you're right. Like, that I prefer naked cookies over frosted cookies? Exactly. Fun fact, yeah. Yeah. Okay, wait. So in addition to that, we also have a good news story. We also want to mention yeah. this morning. I really loved this one because if you're going to school uh, with kiddos, I think this would be a really interesting like topic to discuss with them. If you're not in school, this could be a good family discussion as well. So the headline says nearly 70% of Americans are more excited to give a gift than receive a gift this year, which was a really, really cool statistic. So nearly seven in 10 Americans are more excited to give a gift than receive a gift this year, according to a new poll that was conducted. As families look to reconnect with their loved ones during the winter festivities, two thirds agree that spending quality time with family is the highlight of the season. The survey conducted recently asked over 3000 Americans to pinpoint what makes the season so joyful. Not only are 68% more eager to give a gift than receive, but 57% look forward to giving more gifts this year than even the ones that have their name on it during the shopping list. And over half think that sharing gifts is the reason for the season. So they're looking at statistics and saying 50% would even argue that gifts don't even have to be a part of the festivities this year. So as they kind of go through this survey, it really highlights the concept of people really being excited to spend physical time together, obviously in a very safe environment. And that while maybe, you know, a few years ago, gift giving was the reason everybody wanted to get together to see what was being exchanged. This year, it's more about spending time together and being able to treat somebody else 
and bring that smile to their face. So kind of a fun concept this morning. Okay. That is so interesting that that was your good news story. Cause literally last night there's a big family text going around in my family. And the question was, what is the gift exchange going to look like this year? Cause last year, you know, we didn't, we didn't even bother that way. People didn't have to worry about shipping and pretty unanimously people said, I think getting together this year is enough. And so my family alone is totally getting rid of the gift idea um, just so that we can hang out. I know like another gift exchange with another part of the family, we're saying no, cause we're just going to like, everyone just bring good food. Like, let's just hang out together, good games. And that's what yeah. I heard a lot this year. I was with some family last night, um, which, you know, was so fun. And as we were talking about gifts, it was like, let's get together. And rather than everybody bringing a gift, can everybody bring like a traditional family recipe? Yeah. And like, like, cause a lot of people weren't cooking the same way when they couldn't physically get together. And it's really all about the food and the memories of sitting around a table together. Like those beautiful moments. I, I think that's so cool. I love the concept of bringing like traditional family. Like yeah, that's cool. I think that's so fun. And I think it really, I think last year people realized, I know myself included, like realized kind of what, when you don't have something, how much you miss it. And so I think it's cool. You know, we've, we've talked, I know we've talked on here multiple times, but how can we take away the lessons we learned last year and continue to apply them throughout, you know, as we go forward. And so I think it's really cool that we're remembering like, Hey, we all survived last year without opening a bunch of presents that probably didn't, we didn't need. So let's just enjoy the company. Cause that's the one thing we did miss. And so I know I'm super excited just to be able to like hang out and not have to stress about finding, you know, a random thing for a person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so wonderful. And for those of you that are still finishing up your Christmas shopping, everybody does enjoy, you know, something special to open, but, yes. but truly there are so many other wonderful parts of not only the Christian holiday that's coming up for Christmas, but also the new year. The new Absolutely. year is such a fun time to celebrate with friends and family. And uh, we got through another year thriving all together, doing our stinking best, building our Teach Better family, especially, and excited for the new year that's coming. I can't believe that both these holidays, these massive holidays, fall on weekends this year so we can have daily drop in Monday through Friday and don't have to miss a beat. I'm just saying. Yeah, it is kind of a weird, like, I'm sure a lot of schools are feeling it too, just with like how breaks are shaking out. But I know that's been a big discussion because next year it's on a weekend again. Right. So yeah, it is kind of weird. I feel like multiple times I'm like, wait, what day is, what day of the week is over? Is it now? And when are we going places? Yeah. Because if you're, if you're specifically getting together with people on Christmas and you're specifically getting with people on New Year's, let's just assume they're both on Saturdays, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. So you have like a full week before any of that happens. So it's great, right, but it feels very weird just because it's like, we haven't had that in so long, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's so fun. You know, friends, we also have a theme this week. Uh, as many of you have heard, and I'm going to continue to remind you next week on daily drop-in, we are changing the whole show up. You won't even get the typical border. That's not even going to be here on our live stream. We're going to be doing a build a grid series where we'll be building a grid live Chad Oshowski and I will be live with guests from the Teach Better Network, guests from the Teach Better community, most of which have never built a grid before. And we're going to be building a grid live with them using their standards, focus on their classroom. And that will be an exciting element of our morning to kick us off next week, all week long, Monday through Friday. This week, though, typical stuff. We have a theme this week. We'll have good news stories and holidays all week long. And so we will get into that 
for this week as we also preview what's coming up. So we'll be right back for brainstorming. All right, friends, we are back on Daily Drop-In. Don't forget, of course, if you ever want to be a part of our Brainstorm Bank, we are here live to take your questions live always. You can also participate over at teachbetter.com slash daily drop-in to learn more about the show and submit to our Brainstorm Bank. This is truly just an intentional time where we pause from the goofy naked cookie conversation and ask any of you, we know that it's been a a heck of a year, but Hey friends, do you need anything? Like, is there anything that we can brainstorm with you? Is there any goals that you're setting that we can help you with? Um, this is just our intentional moment that if you are thinking through an idea, thinking through a better way to do something that, you know, you don't have to think through all that alone. Katie, our theme this week is going back to the basics. We're going back to fundamentals. Want to remind ourselves what are the basics? What are the fundamentals that we want to make sure we have in our classroom? And while many educators are, Heading into winter break, the the focus of this conversation is not necessarily for action this week, but more so action for when you come back for the 2022 year and you're ready for that big semester, kicking it off with your students. What are those fundamentals you want to make sure you have? So it's all about classroom management 101. What are your thoughts? I think it drives everything else you do. So um yeah. And it's a work in progress. You know, what works one semester may not work the next. What works one year we may not work. I think you've got to evolve, but also be consistent. You know, while, yes, it might change. I think you've got to, whatever you want to do, you've got to stick with it because it's going to take time for it to be fully working and implemented. So that's, I think, one of the key pieces that I want to get into today. Obviously, we'll be talking about this all week long, but I want to really set the tone of we're talking about classroom management. We might give you a hundred different classroom management tips, but I think you just gave the best tip of all, which is routine and consistency with yep. classroom management. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Yeah, I, you know, I think especially in your earlier years, it's really easy to kind of fall in the trap of trying something. It doesn't work right away. And then, oh, I should change it up. And you kind of consistently do that. And I think that's where a lot of mistakes are made because students have to get used to something just like we do. Um, You know, and I joke with my students all the time. I am forgetful on certain things. You know, I forget to take attendance most of the time. So I I go to them for help. Exactly. Um, I go to them. I'm like, hey, let's work together on this or, you know, different things. Like for me, it's borrowing pencils. What's my routine for borrowing pencils? And the more I practice it, I feel like the more um, consistent it gets, but then they get better at it too. They know that's what the rules are. We're going to stick to it. No matter if we forget one day, we're still practicing it. We're still doing it. And I just think that routine helps them. A lot of students need that structure. And so it kind of helps them too. And it just sets the tone for your class of these are kind of like non-negotiables. These are things we're going to do all the time, but we're going to work together on them. And I just think it helps kind of keep things, keep that structure. I don't know. Well, and a lot of the teach better, you know, family mindset of, you know, a ton of members that are part of the teach better network is really fostering an environment, fostering a classroom that isn't teacher centered, right? Exactly. We want to foster a classroom where students can take ownership to, to whatever extent you can as an educator, ownership over their learning, ownership over their classroom. You're really fostering a community. It's not just a I'm the smartest person in the room. Let me tell you all my knowledge. You need to sit and consume, right? It really is a, mm-hmm. an organic ecosystem of learning in these classrooms. 
And when you're able to set routines and expectations that your students can learn and follow and respect, now you no longer are the holder of all the knowledge of how to sharpen a pencil or, or holder of all the knowledge of how to enter and exit the room safely. You're able to have your students have a voice in the process, but also hold each other accountable and continue to foster a, a safe learning space, regardless of what you're specifically doing in the room. Right, exactly. And I think too, like we've talked about it before, but teaching those things, you know, if you want them to only sharpen a pencil during this time of your class, then have you told them that? Have we, have you discussed it? Um, I know I'm notorious for that. I just, I sometimes assume like, oh, I teach seventh grade. So they learned this in sixth grade. And this year, as many educators are learning, they did not learn a lot of things last year because it was not a normal year, you know? And so there's a lot of things that I think it's it's good for us to practice teaching them, explaining it, talking it through what what makes best, you know, what makes the class run the best and um, just kind of sticking to those things so that they know those expectations every day when they walk in. Yeah, it's so funny. I think there's so many routines that as a teacher, we get a few weeks into teaching them and then we get tired of teaching them and it just becomes our expectation. Yes. But depending on what age group you teach that may not have been long enough, right? For them to really get in the habit and really understand that this wasn't only an expectation that you set because you're the teacher, you're the boss, you get to make decisions, but them understanding that these routines and, and fundamental management elements actually serves them in some way as well. It serves our students in a collaborative community to have the same understanding of how things go. And so the new year is a perfect time to reset those expectations, Hopefully this week people can kind of jot down a few basics, core fundamentals. They are going to want to double check in our, our part of the classroom or reinforce our part of the classroom when they head back. And that's kind of what this week's all about, right? What are those basics? What are those essentials that any student can be able to, 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 to respect in the classroom, which is good. I think it's good too. Um, this, you know, I, my last week was last week, but one of the things that I was jotting down is, was kind of the mental note of why am I doing all of the like fun, engaging class starters this last week? Because, you know, I, I was doing it before, but then you kind of get into content and I felt like November, it was like, okay, we got to get through this stuff. And I kind of lost track of like the quote unquote fun. And then this last week it was like, we're holding on, you know, it was like, I'm just holding on to the coattails of the semester. Let's just get to the end. And so I felt like I was pulling out all the fun things and it's like, gosh, they're so engaged. Oh yeah. Cause I'm doing a fun bell ringer versus solve this math problem. And so I think those are the things I tried to remind myself this last week of, I need to do more of this more often because that is what gets them engaged, but also excited about the class. And it doesn't always have to be business. Well, and I like that you're also now relating I think when people say classroom management, they think what's the routine for X, Y, Z? Like right. what's the routine for sharpening a pencil? What's been our example so far? But you're now talking about like management, like how am I choosing to engage my students? Like that's, yeah. a, that's a management strategy. They can expect a routine can be a really funny bell ringer. That's That can be a routine, a part of your management. And so it's not just about how students are physically moving around the room, but it's also how are you and other students setting a cultural expectation for the classroom and how can they be accountable for still being engaged or laughing or knowing when it's going to be a really 
engaging moment versus maybe a more serious moment where they're learning something that's more challenging. Those are all, it's kind of like all five senses in some regard. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. And, you know, also giving them that fresh start, like kind of going, like we go into the next semester, like, okay, I've got a semester to do this, this, and this, I'm going to tackle the world. You know, I feel like some of us enter January. I'm guilty of that where I'm like, I'm going to do all these things, but also giving them that ability, you know, when you walk in kind of giving them, especially if you teach older grades, like myself, being able to say like, this is a new semester and grab the reins because you're in control and you, you know, we're going to start fresh together. And I think that kind of just sets a tone of, we've learned a lot of these expectations. Here's a quick refresh, but let's, let's do this. And I'm excited for January. I know it's like, I'm literally like, what, three hours into my break, but just being able to kind of reestablish those things, I think is going to be, it's going to be awesome. Well, hopefully this week for all of you tuning in, whether you're live with us or listening after the fact on Teach Better Talk podcast or on our YouTube channel, like hopefully this week gets you a few reminders of those fundamentals. And our goal this week is to give you some tactical takeaways that you can actually truly go reflect on or go implement in your classroom. For today, I think the emphasis on routines and consistency is a really, really, really great moment of reflection. And in my mind, it's the core fundamental of anything that we're going to discuss. So as you're going throughout your day or, or even as you're sipping your coffee this morning, I'd love for you to think through, okay, what are the phases of what my class looks like? What are those routines that they expect? And I truly, and I know that not all of you will necessarily do this, but I would seriously go through the beginning of your class to the end of your class. What is my expectation when they walk in? Are there multiple phases to my role, my routines and expectations? I want them to consider. Um, do I have them go through any sort of like routine that I can really pinpoint as something I really want to assume that every student knows? Like they walk in and they know they're going to head straight to their seat and have an engaging bell ringer. The next phase may be that they know they're going to learn something new. The next phase could be that they know that they're going to practice that something new. What are those routines? And can you name them? Are they consistent every day? Are they consistent week to week? How does all that go? And the answer, I don't think there's a right answer. You no. might choose as an educator to actually have some of your routine be that, be that students don't know what's coming, a little bit of that unexpected nature. Mm -hmm. But that in and of itself can be a routine as well. So go through that this week and hopefully we'll be able to have some more suggestions for you as we go. Can I give people a challenge? Please. I want to challenge people to find their weakest phase, as you put it. Think through your weakest phase and figure out one small change you can make when you start back in January. I know mine is cleanup. Like, Ooh. Ray, you always were so good at that. I would walk into your room and like literally the last five minutes, kids knew exactly what to do. I feel like there are days that the bell rings and I'm like, oh no, the bell rang and there is literally stuff everywhere. And I mean, that is like a huge weakness of mine. Like I get so irritated when I've had a sub and I walk in and it looks like a tornado went through, but that's on me. I didn't teach them how to clean up a room and what time. So that's something I'm working on for my challenge is looking at my last five, eight minutes of class. What do I need to do to transition to the next class? So I challenge everybody to think through their their weakest phase and what is something you're gonna you're gonna improve on. That's so interesting. I guess I really appreciate that compliment. We did a lot of work to end our classroom strong every single day. The last five minutes of our class was so intentionally used, and 
I think it's funny that you saw that as somebody who, I mean, you weren't physically in the classroom with us, right? You just pop in as we go, but right. that was totally a massive routine that we practiced and practiced and practiced and never shied away from because we practiced it every day. And so even when I wasn't there with a sub or even when I wasn't paying attention to the clock, that routine did really serve us at the end of the class hour. That's really funny. That you say. And how interesting is, is it that you spent so much time practicing the last five minutes? Always. Always. Right. Because how many, I mean, I know I focus on the first five minutes, yeah. but sometimes it's like, oh, they're working. All right. Coast into the bell. But no, like the last five minutes are super important too. It's, it's that lasting impression of your class. So I think it's awesome mm -hmm. that you were just as intentional about the beginning as you were about the end. And I don't want to give myself that much, that much credit. I actually don't think I put in as much effort for the first five minutes. So maybe I was just doing things backwards all the time. I don't think we nearly started as intentionally as we ended. That's so interesting. Yeah. You know what? It's good to be backwards. And it's also good to reflect on this stuff. So it's so fun. Yeah. I want to get into um, who else is joining us this week, Katie, because I think that they're all going to have different lenses and perspectives mm -hmm. as they go into thinking about classroom management. So can we highlight what's coming up this week? Yes, please. All right, friends, we're closing out our daily drop-in this morning. Uh, we have a lot in store all week long. We want to make sure that we highlight the people that are not only going to be a part of this week, but as we continue forward, highlighting what our winter break continues to look like because we are here Monday through Friday every single day. So don't pretend like you get to get rid of us. So whether you're tuning in live as we stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch, or you're listening after the fact on Teach Bear Talk podcast or whatever platform suits your fancy, we want to make sure that you know that there is going to be some rich discussion happening. So tomorrow morning, Katie Miglin, we have the one and only Carrie Pitstick joining us. She runs our blog department. She Yay, is a Carrie. Oh my gosh. Carrie is like such a wonderful, wonderful educator, but works so much behind the scenes. I'm excited to have her on camera sharing her insight. That will be so awesome. That actually might be worth setting my alarm for, for the See? second day of break. See? No, yeah, Carrie is a middle school um, ELA teacher. And so talk about routines. Like, and I'm going to pick on her a bit because I don't think she's watching. She is like a little OCD. <laughs> so she's amazing though. Like, yeah. and but she I, is passionate. Like, oh my goodness. Like she is, a, I, I anyone who follows her on Instagram, she is constantly, you know, working at school at different events, whether it's a basketball game or tournaments or whatever. And I just am like, man, she is in it for the kids 100%. So that'll be so fun to have her just to like radiate that passion and then also talk, you know, talk routines as well. Oh, I cannot wait to hear what recommendations are. This girl is the most organized person I think I've ever worked with. And that says a lot saying that to you, you're very organized, but I cannot wait to hear her breakdowns. So that'll be so good. On Wednesday, we have a new face of the Teach Better family, Omar Espinoza. I don't know that any of you know Omar, but we're really excited to bring Omar to your community. Um, their focus is on, on a completely different avenue than Carrie's, so I'm excited to be able to see that perspective. And then Thursday, the one and only, I've been waiting for this, LaShonda West is joining us. LaShonda is a, has a doctorate in education. There's going to be so much good discussion there. It will be a completely, again, a completely different perspective on this classroom mm -hmm. management discussion. And then if we, as we have discussed, 
the one and only Brad Hughes closing us out on Christmas Eve, nonetheless. So it'll be really, really, really good. Sure. Are you guys going to like sing like Christmas carols or anything? Do you think? We've not discussed this, but Brad Hughes, like I, I don't know if you're still in the comments that you were, you were earlier. Are we like wearing ugly Christmas sweaters? Are we tracking Santa? Like, are we pulling that up? Like, I just need to know what Friday is going to look like. Cause it's going to be an epic week. And then I think Friday is going to creep up on us. So I am, I'm, I can't believe that we're going live on Christmas Eve. I don't think I intended, I was hoping for a day off. Cause I think I could have argued for a day off. And then it was a Brad Hughes day and you can't say no to Brad Hughes. You just can't. Brad did say in the comments, yes, we will do all the things. So okay. I think you, do you need to borrow my glasses? Is that what, that's what I'm hearing. Okay. Legitimate. I know I'm going to see you later today. I need you to think through this. And this is probably not a, for we're alive type conversation, but Brad Hughes and I talked about hot chocolate in a mug. We talked about whipped cream. We talked about dressing up. I might need your help because I don't have any mugs. I can need to go buy whipped cream. I don't have hot chocolate. Like I might need some Katie Micklin support on this. All right. So this will be in between, you know, like a dozen, two and three this morning uh, or this afternoon of cookie decorating. We'll discuss your Friday. I think we decided we're calling it naked cookie decorating. Oh, right. 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 In between I mean, our naked cookie we'll, decorating. We'll be dressed in like full gear. I mean, the cookies themselves are naked cookies. Yes, I don't think anybody was confused by that, but I'm so glad you clarified it. I just want to make sure we clarify for all of our friends and family, if you missed the beginning. This is a family show. This is a yeah, family, family show. I do want to note for next week, and I know I mentioned this earlier, but so you guys have it, and I don't know who this best resonates with, so I hope that you get to see this schedule, but also hear it from us. The following week, the week of the 27th through the 31st, we are here for Daily Drop-In, Typical time, 7 a.m. Eastern, but rather than the good news stories and the brainstorming and everything else, we are doing a live professional development session where either Chad or I will be live building a grid with a member of our crew. The way that we're organizing this is that every single day that week, there is a subject that we're going to focus on. So reading and science and social studies and math and writing will all be the focus we then are welcoming in members of our Teach Better community that have a general idea of what the grid method is. That we, We've encouraged them to all at least take the free course in the Teach Better Academy. But these are educators that have not necessarily built a grid ever in their life. Or if they have, they haven't really built a grid in this specific subject area. So we're going to go through a lot of different pieces. These are educators that are kindergarten through high school. Um, and what I love about doing you know, any type of grid building this way is that as an educator, you might be excited to see a reading grid, but you also might benefit from seeing a grade level specific grid. Right. So what I like is that we might be doing a reading grid in elementary. That's gonna be a lot of, hopefully a lot of suggestions on how to build a reading grid, but then you might choose to watch like a high school grid in a different subject area because there'll be different problem solving that happens depending on your, your student's age group. So depending on what interests you this week, we want to make sure you tune in the 27th through the 31st. Mm -hmm. I think the order, and I'm going to, I'm, I think I have this in my head correctly. We are doing science on Monday, okay. reading on Tuesday, social studies on Wednesday, math on Thursday, and writing on Friday. I am 99% sure that that's correct. So definitely tune in to be a part of that cool discussion and that will all be saved, obviously, for you guys to go back to. But it's good to be able to have some, a little bit of professional development, a little bit of, of free PD um, that we'll be able to provide that week. And I mean, 
PD is always better when you can stay in your sweatpants and sip coffee the whole time. So really, I feel like that this is going to be awesome. It'll be a perfect time. People have a little bit of time left on their break to kind of look through things, evaluate. I'm super excited. Well, I just really like professional development that is like tactical, like something that I could watch and actually go do something with. Yes. And I want to be clear, none of this coming week, and I'm saying this kind of nervously, but I think it's good perspective. None of this coming week is is planned. So we truly reached out to people that that don't necessarily know a lot about the grid method. The only direction they have is that they need to have a standard or target ready. So our plan awesome. is to share our screens and truly do that live brainstorming that we do at workshops that we do in private conversations for all of you. So there will be moments of confusion. There'll be moments where we go one direction and then shift and, and decide that that wasn't the right direction for the subject or grade level we're working on. And we'll change it in the moment. I mean, that live brainstorming, we want to do authentically. We know that the grid method, any sort of mastery learning framework is not easy to do. And it's confusing. Educators have a lot of different perspective and lenses they're looking through. That's mm -hmm. why we're trying to model that. The hope is that regardless of what grid we're planning, if the subject doesn't interest you or not, there's going to be learning opportunities that you get to witness. So as you go through them personally, hopefully you kind of have some, some tools in your tool belt. So it'd be cool. Yeah. Especially, you know, like while someone else is brainstorming it, I feel like they'll ask similar questions that you'll be thinking. So it'll be nice to be able to like, hear someone else kind of going through all the, the steps. Cause then it's like, Oh yeah, that was just what I was getting ready to ask. So no, I think it's so cool. And that's honestly how like I learned as I like watched a live of you guys building one and kind of pieced together what I needed. So yeah. I think it'll be really good. And so for all of you that are interested in tuning in, please join us. This is also a really good opportunity that if you have a co-teacher or you have maybe a instructional coach that wants to learn about the grid method, maybe like tagging them in a video so they can go watch it later. This is something that we try to do at least once or twice a year. So um, if you have somebody who's maybe heard about this, but hasn't quite gotten their, mm -hmm. their, their mouth wet on how that all goes, this could be a good opportunity. And I'm excited to welcome in these, these family members from the Teach Better community. They're all people that you guys are going to know and love. So it'll be a really good time. Yeah. Katie, I know that we have big plans today, huge plans for a yeah. Monday. But I think we need to wish everybody a wonderful day. Let them go off to school, fill up their coffee. And that way we can get, you know, grooving on what we have planned today and then eventually cookie decorating. So I agree. I could not agree more. So fun. Yeah. For all of you, we hope you have a wonderful Monday, December 20th. Please enjoy whatever your day is filled with some relaxation, but also hopefully some student time. If you're headed into the school system, know that we are here to brainstorm with you. We're here to be with you all week long. So let us know if you need anything and we hope you enjoy your last few sips of coffee as you head into your day. Cheers. Cheers, friends. See you later.